Donald Trump is giving a speech on immigration tonight. But perhaps overshadowing that and shocking a lot of people on both sides of our border with our southern neighbor, Mexico, is that Donald Trump is, as we speak, in Mexico City, El Centro, meeting with the president of Mexico. A man he said bad things about, a man who has said bad things about him. A country he said bad things about as a nation, as its people, and a country he said he was going to build a wall and make pay for. So Trump is now visiting not just the nation, but the leader, the world leader of that nation, who once compared him to Hitler. He made this last-minute trip today to Mexico. It is first visit as a Republican nominee to meet with the world leader, not only who's insulted him and criticized him on immigration and border policies, comparing him to Mussolini and Hitler, and it did it all publicly. Now, the lightning speed visit with Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto takes place in the frenzied buildup to the speech in Arizona tonight. And then he's in it, he's going to try and clarify his policy on immigration, which has been murky. He's going to build a wall. He's going to have Mexico pay for it. I doubt he's going to tell the Mexican president that. But then he's going to build a wall. Oh, you bet he's going to build a wall just a couple of days ago. He's still going to build that damn wall. How is he going to pay for it? Can't tell us because he can't pay for it. Mexico's not going to do it. And if he comes back from Mexico and says <laughs> that he, he got them to agree to pay for the wall, please, please, seriously, if, if he does, I will shave my head on national television. <laughs> Okay, maybe I should be careful because it, with what he says or you know claims is just so outlandish. He's going to deport over 11 million people in his first year. No, you can't. Can't break up families. And in addition to that, it's physically impossible. Think about it. Think about how many planes, trains, cars, buses, automobiles, trucks, whatever we would have to get together to deport over 11 million people. Think about how many people it would take to pay to process all of that paperwork. Think about the paperwork. Think about the gas. And think about the people paying them. Then where's that money come from? Oh, that wall? We can't man the one we have. Never mind the entire southern expanse of our nation. Orlando, San Bernardino. Didn't come through the Rio Grande over the Mexican border. 19 hijackers and 9-11. Neither did they. But Trump's call for deporting those 11-plus million undocumented workers and labeling many Mexican immigrants as rapists and criminals. Do you remember that? We want to remind you of that. Um, this is Donald Trump who talked about what Mexico sends us. Cut two, guys. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems. And they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. Yeah, some rapists are good people. Some are rapists. Are you serious? And by the way, he never said undocumented workers. He said Mexico doesn't send us their best and, and, and alleged uh, rapist and uh, murderous criminals. And I said, like I said, he plans to build a wall along the border that Mexico would pay for. Well, all of this has earned him a lot of criticism and specifically criticism from President Peña Nieto. 
as well as many Republicans who are more moderate and certainly independents who don't consider themselves Republican or Democrat. Now, they have been central pillars of his campaign. But this guy flip-flops like no other. Apparently, in Mexico, he's talking about how people don't make fair wages. Remember minimum wage? He doesn't want to raise it here. He thinks you all make too much. Doesn't like that $15 an hour idea. He thinks you make too much. And in Mexico, they don't make enough. Maybe he should run for office there. But anyway, they're central pillars of his campaign, and it is galvanized his white working class base in his bid for the White House. But there are those fervently opposed to immigration, and they're pushing back of the softening in his stance that he might articulate tonight. But let me tell you something. This is not a softening. This is a complete about face. A 360, sorry, Mark, complete about face, turning around, coming back again with a different message. And let me tell you why. He knows that without the Hispanic vote, he cannot win the presidency. He knows without the Hispanic vote, he may lose red states like Arizona. He's already losing some others that aren't even, like I said, going to purple. They're going really full on red to blue. He knows he put his foot in his mouth. So now he's changing his tune. I don't want to break up families. I'm not going to deport everybody. I'm just going to deport the bad ones. Well, guess what? Barack Obama's been doing that for years, and Hillary Clinton wants to continue the same and, and continue and expand because we have problems. We have thousands of children in detention centers just sitting there, and it's costing millions of dollars, and they have no representation, and there's a four- to five-year wait in the immigration courts to get that done. Thank you, Republicans, for not wanting to pass immigration reform and not wanting to fund some of these issues like the judges and the lawyers who we need to process these individuals, whether they're staying or whether they're going. Donald Trump is sounding less and less like the guy in the primary, and like I said, a primary is very different than a general election. Now, it is not unusual, by the way, for presidential candidates to venture abroad during a campaign. Barack Obama, Mitt Romney, they both made trips to bolster their foreign policy credentials in 2008 and in 2012. And we know that Hillary Clinton has visited almost every world leader, I think perhaps every world leader, when she was Secretary of State. But Trump's approach, like the rest of his campaign, it's highly unorthodox. Presidential candidates don't typically show up at foreign capitals for talks with leaders without intense preparation, highly choreographed game plans. And often the parameters of a meeting are settled in advance. You know when this trip was announced, folks? Last night. Now, in addition, they usually visit people who are strong allies. And that's because they're assumed to have a warm reception when they go. It makes for positive media coverage. Rather than sitting down with a leader who has compared them to Hitler and has disparaged their policy proposals. But Trump's style, we know, is impulsive. We know it's unpredictable. He's never met with a foreign leader in an official capacity, so his trip represents a risk, actually. Even though it's a private meeting with Mexico's president, he's no control over how that leader, the Mexican leader, will address the public. He has no control how his officials are going to brief journalists about it before and after because he decided this last night. Just like I think he wakes up and goes, let's ban all Muslims. Any protest against his visit, well, that could generate unfavorable publicity here. It also could depart from the big speech tonight in Arizona, and all of that would play into Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton's assertions that he's not fit to represent this nation on a world stage. The trip was also unusual because it did not include his traveling press corps, 
and it comes against the advice of even U.S. diplomats. The campaign's decision to travel to a foreign country, one right now that's rife with security risks, um, it stoked tensions with his rhetoric on Mexican immigrants. Without reporters following close behind, it marks an unprecedented moment in the coverage of a major party presidential nominee. In addition, the staff of the U.S. Embassy in Mexico, they said, no, don't come. They advised against him making not, not such, a, such a trip, but such a hasty trip, not arranged. You don't have proper security in place. Logistically, they said it would be difficult to organize on such notice. And even a picture of Trump and the president of Mexico, Peña Nieto, together, well, it could go some way to enhancing the Republican's nominee and his stature as a potential global leader among some voters, maybe among the very swing state Republican moderates that he desperately needs to court to cut his poll deficit to Hillary Clinton. Now, if he emerges from the talks to say he told Peña Nieto that he plans to build the border wall and present Mexico with the bill, well, Trump could offer himself some insulation against criticism from the radical anti-immigration voters that are pretty much his base. But... How do you do that standing in Mexico? Donald Trump's campaign officials said the goal of this visit was to cast him as presidential, to create a photo op. At least they're being honest. Hey, we're sending him over there. It's close. It's fast. Oh, we don't have any photos with world leaders. Let's get him. You know, Arriba. Come on, really. And then one advisor told CNN Sarah Murray that the spur of the moment trip highlights how nimble the Trump campaign is, how responsive he would be to breaking developments as president. Quote, you've just got to throw in a little theater now and then. But this isn't theater, folks. This is a presidential election. Now, we know that Trump's going to have even a very cordial conversation with this guy, and they're going to say we can work together, or they're going to have a meeting, and this guy is going to blow Trump up afterwards. And the Mexican president, Peña Nieto, said in a press conference with President Barack Obama in July at the White House that both candidates were welcome to visit. Why? Because he's a president and he's being presidential, diplomatic. But he noted his deepest respect for Trump and Democratic opponent Hillary Clinton in that quote from right now, I th- I propose going into a frank, open dialogue with whomever is elected. Now, it's far from certain that Trump's going to be the president. It's also far from certain that Trump will emerge with a positive photo op. He is deeply unpopular in the nation of Mexico, Okay. And by the way, the president of Mexico, his poll numbers are tumbling. As a matter of fact, I cannot believe that a man like Nieto, who compared Trump's strident rhetoric to Hitler and Mussolini, is even meeting with him. Uh, This is what he said. That's how Mussolini got in. That's how Hitler got in. They took advantage of a situation, a problem perhaps. That was according to Reuters. Listen to this quickly. This is former Mexican President Vincente Fox saying Trump is not welcome in Mexico. First of all, let me tell you, he is not welcome to Mexico. By 130 million people, we don't like him, we don't want him, we reject his visit. I don't understand why President Peña has offered this opportunity. I think it's nothing more than a political stunt. Trump is using Mexico, is using President Peña to boost his sinking poll numbers. I I think the president, Peña, is taking an enormous political risk by hosting Trump. If he's perceived as going soft on Trump, it will hurt him greatly. 
he would even be considered like a traitor because we don't accept to be offended like we just heard. And as if nothing had happened, he comes here with a smile in his face. But I, I think uh, this is a big mistake on part of President Peña. I agree 100 percent. So let me get your thoughts. What are your thoughts on Donald Trump visiting Mexico? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Does the lack of preparation and planning for this trip show how impulsive Donald Trump is? 8886-LESLIE. Why do you think Trump is doing this? Be honest. 888-653-7543. And do you think there's a risk that this visit to Mexico will overshadow the immigration speech later tonight? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. What do you think, honestly, that Trump is going to say to President Nieto? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. I mean, honestly, folks, do you think he's going to say, I'm still building that wall and you're paying for it, buddy? Maybe even an apology behind closed doors? What do you think? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, does this visit show a desperation on Trump's part to win the Hispanic vote? Hasn't he already lost it? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, President Nieto flatly rejected the idea that Mexico would pay for a border wall. Is Trump going to try and convince him otherwise? 888-6-LESLIE. And how would you feel if you were President Nieto meeting with Trump today after all of the terrible things he said about Mexico and all the terrible things you've said about him? 888-6-LESLIE. 888-653-7543 is the number. Are you surprised that this man is meeting with Trump? And if you were president of Mexico, would you have given the meeting? I, like President Vincente Fox, would not. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Being that Trump flip-flops on so many issues, will he say one thing to President Nieto about his wanting to, in the past at least, deporting 11 million undocumented immigrants and building his border wall and then tell the people of Arizona something entirely different tonight. Is that what you expect out of flip-flop man? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And lastly, do you expect protest in Mexico upon Trump's arrival? And after all the terrible things he has said about the people of Mexico, wouldn't you expect that if you were Donald? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Back after this. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Happy hump day. Let's get to the calls. Donald Trump visiting Mexico. Good or bad idea? What's he going to say behind closed doors? And can you even believe the president of Mexico's meeting with him? This is a guy who called Trump and compared to Trump to Hitler and Mussolini. And think about all the things Trump has said. I'm going to build a wall. I'm going to make you pay for it, Mexico. You sent us rapists and murderers, etc. I wouldn't even have met with Trump. And why is he doing this? What's he going to say? And does it overshadow his speech tonight? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Let's go to Gregory in Ohio, line two, listening on iHeartRadio. Hi, Gregory. Good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. Let me ask you this. If I go to Kroger's and buy a Duncan Hines cake and put it in my oven, does that make me a baker? <laughs> I'm going to Mexico. Remember, this is a man that said... Mexico, for every person they send, we're going to charge them $100,000. This is the same man that said we get rapists and drugs. This is the same man that says if you go to Mexico to start working, we're going to charge you a 35% tariff tax. Why did the day that he called Mexico his friend and talk about how important it was to keep jobs in America, Mexico, and Central America? This guy is not a flip-flop. 
He call him a flip flop artist means that he plans this. This is the kind of guy that we don't need as president. He'll wake up one morning, just like he decided to fly to Mexico and decide, hmm, we need to bomb a country. And then while he's on his plane flying back thinking, that probably wasn't a good idea. Wow. I, you know what? I agree with you. 100%. We're going to take a break. If you have more to say, sweetie, hang tight. If not, we'll let you have your life back. <laughs> and as being part of ours today, we appreciate it. I'm Leslie Marshall. Quick break. When we come back, if you're holding, hang tight. You want to join us? Line available at 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Talking about Donald Trump's spontaneous south-of-the-border visit with the president of Mexico. Don't go away. Speaking of back, we go back to Gregory in Ohio, line two. Gregory had more to say. Very well said the first part. Go ahead and finish up, buddy. Good afternoon. I mean, I, I look at it like this, Leslie. Number one, there wasn't, it wasn't an accident that he didn't take his press corps with him for the simple fact that he would have had to answer all of those wolf tickets that he was selling earlier about what he said about Mexico. So that wasn't by accident. But you look at it in a sense that, that Donald Trump, he demonstrated today going to Mexico why he's a terrible businessman and why he would be a terrible president. I mean, this guy, number one, no presentation at all. And to be as tough as he say he was, he had no substance to what he was talking about. And then tonight, you can best believe it, he's going to go to Arizona, and he's going to talk tough. He's going to tell people. He went down to Mexico. He told them that they was building a wall, that they was paying for it. And the president shook his hand. They had cookies, and they exchanged Facebook uh, addresses. And, and, you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. And and then you have, and and then you'll see his numbers rise with you know uh, whites and drop with Hispanics, and you'll see the gap narrow further between him and Hillary. Uh, I mean, uh, tighten uh, between him and Hillary in Arizona. And then the president of Mexico will tweet, "That's a lie. That's not what happened." And then when he's up for re-election, he will lose because his numbers are dropping. Quite frankly, very bad political move for the president of Mexico for his own political career. Doug, very, very uh, not Doug. Excuse me. Uh, very. Very good comments that you said, Gregory. Thank you. Speaking of, and thank you for your call. Speaking of Doug, he's next here in Washington on Line 3, listening on 930 AM KBAI. Doug, good afternoon. Uh, Good afternoon, Leslie, and thank you for having me on. I would like to make uh, three points. Uh, The first is elections are about kindness. That is, which candidate genuinely cares about all people, including themselves? Genuinely cares about all people, including themselves. Kindness. The second point is, um, I don't want a money addict in, in the Oval Office. Somebody who cares about money doesn't care about people, doesn't genuinely care about people. And the third point is, uh, if an apology is going to be made, um, the apology needs to be made to the entire offended group, which means a public apology to all the Mexican people, a public apology to all the Mexican people. It has to be public and to all of them. And he won't and he won't do that, right? Because I mean he risks too much losing the base that he has that he needs to keep. Well, yeah, I mean that's part of it. Um I, I also look at the long run, which is um we're all trying to be better human beings. And being better most human beings Most of us. What? I think most of us. Yeah, I, well, I think that I, I I've studied a lot about uh what are called altruism genes. That is, we are social cooperative beings who survive as a group. And if we're genuinely listening to our heart boys, I call it the heart boys, we genuinely care about other people. Now, sometimes we get hurt and we get lost in our pain and we lash out at others. However, that's not who we really are. We, we really are genuinely wanting to be kind with each other. I, 
think most people, I, you know what, I, I do believe most people are good, but I do believe there's some bad people out there, and I, and I don't believe they're born. I do believe they're created. Yes, I think we're trained to be, to be nasty. But, you know, there are kids out there that are abused and neglected that grow up to be incredibly wonderful human beings. Uh, and and thr- my mother was uh, beaten nearly to death by her father. He was an alcoholic, raging, violent alcoholic. She had an uncle who molested her. And my mother never, you know, harmed, you know, an aunt and kind, wonderful human being. But then there are people that have that type of background and they grow up and repeat patterns and, you know, act upon patterns of violence from their own past. Uh, You know, so I do think most people are good. I think we're all born good. And I think somewhere down the line uh, that changes. Uh, Very interesting. And thank you for your call and your comments. Hope to hear from you again, Doug. Thank you. Uh, Jane in Albuquerque, give us a buzz back. I understand your phone dropped out. Uh, Give us a buzz back there, girl, in Albuquerque. And we'll go to another in Albuquerque, Henry, on line four, listening on KABQ. Hey, Henry, good afternoon. Hi, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, good to speak to you. I've been uh, thinking a lot about the uh, upcoming election, and I don't know if you recall. I think a lot of the uh, comments that have been made, negative or positive, for either candidate are mostly media generated, not necessarily art radio. I love art radio. You don't. You guys are totally uh, good at what you talk about because you're. You're educated on the issues. What we have here in New Mexico is a large population of, quote, Mexicans or Mexican-Americans, unquote, who are here since the times of uh, before Manifest Destiny and, and then correct. there's other people that, that call is themselves correct. Spanish. Yes. Yeah. And then there's people that call themselves Spanish. And there's no real Spanish people left here anymore. There was We have a lot of Native Americans. I lived in a Native American Pueblo for five years while my dad was working as a social worker, and now it's Okeowenge. They changed the name because they have a right to do that. And and getting to the issue of Trump and um, Hillary or Clinton, they have to understand that they're going to be dealing with a lot of issues, and they have to take the minority issue as seriously as possible, without looking at the at what the headlines say on the paper, what the how the media can twist the stories sometimes to make it look good. Now in Albuquerque we have the Journal; it's a conservative paper, so you see splashed headlines uh, or commentary in the uh, commentary section, right? Uh, by mostly uh, people who are. Uh, Republican, or they're conservative. Uh, we even have a cartoonist who comes out on that. He's a national cartoonist, Ramirez. They use, but he's a conservative, and he his play on issues is that we somehow are being misled by by the media or the politics in the country, and that's not true. I mean, we, we have a large poverty rate thanks to our Republican governor, Susana Martinez. Uh, we have a, a, fallen econo- a fo- falling economy, and people blame it on the uh, oil uh, market. I mean, we've got the Permian Basin close by, and so what? I mean, you can't blame it all on that. You've got to blame it on how they're taxing people. They're taxing people. In the same, in the way you see it in the paper is sometimes correct. Tax the rich 
and give it to the poor. It's kind of sound like Robin Hood. However, what they failed to ignore is that you're not really taxing the rich. You're taxing the people who are sending their profits overseas where they correct. don't have to pay tax. Correct, correct. You're, you're, you're just trying to, you know, le- not just level the playing field. You just, I mean, quite frankly, if you earn money in the United States you're suppo- or your corporation is supposed to pay taxes on it, it should be the same overseas. And there are all those loopholes uh, that Hillary Clinton and other Democrats have, you know, proposed uh, to close. Now, Donald Trump will tell you he wants to close them, but he doesn't want to close anything that would, you know, take away and detract from the benefits that he and his corporation receive. Um, and anything else, sweetie, before I move on? Yes, uh, both Donald Trump and Pena <clears throat> are crooks. If you know, if you've read enough about them, uh, Pena released that drug uh, cartel dealer. You know, everything. Yes, yes, that, that is correct. Know. Yes. So, yeah, that's it. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Hope to hear from you again. Good to hear some new voices here. Uh, let's go to Tom in Kentucky, line one, who is uh, following us on Twitter. Tom, thank you for calling in. Um, uh, okay, Tom, what do you think is going to happen when he emerges from the meeting with Pres- Presidente Pena? <laughs> He's going to speak of it in glowing terms and how much that the president of Mexico loved him. And uh, the reason I called was uh, I, I watched the president of Mexico and the Donald walk up to the podium, and I thought of Marco Rubio when I saw their respective sizes, and I, I wondered if the Donald was going to call him Little Pena. <laughs> Oh, maybe once he gets into Arizona, but I don't think he's going to do it on the Mexican side of the border, dear. You know, I don't think he's going to. Do, I don't think he's going to do it on the Mexican side of the border. <laughs> the Donald is a constant source of entertainment. Uh, please refer to my YouTube, Don Tufted, and listen to Who's the Leader of the Club that Sank the GOP. I don't know who is. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think I do. I do think that he's not, I don't think he's going to go away, though, because he's a sore loser and sore losers, you know, got to keep talking about their loss. All right. Uh, anything any anything else, Tom? Oh, no, it's good to talk to you again. You too. Thank you, Tom. Good. Uh, good to talk to you. We're going to take a break and we come back more of your calls. Dean and Buffalo, you were up next. Give us a buzz back. Your line dropped. Jane and Albuquerque, your line dropped. And when anybody drops, whether it's their phone Unfortunately for them, they lose their place at the moment. And uh, if you've just talked to me and uh, we've moved on, then a line is available when we finish with a call, your cue to call through. Pick up the phone and join us, 8886 Don't go away. back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Happy hump day. Let's get back to the calls. We go to Michael in the Bronx, a line two. You are on vacation and calling us from there. Oh, you are so sweet and kind to do that, Michael. Good afternoon. Yes, I'm enjoying every minute of it, Leslie. And I just had a call and I had a feeling it, you might be touching base on Trump's address or speech because I was listening to it as I was driving through the Cape uh, with my wife and I couldn't believe the stuff that this guy was saying. What a 
blasted liar he is. He's saying that all oh, the Mexican people are hardworking, they're spectacular, they're wonderful. And this is why I have been so adamant, Leslie, and you remember me saying this, about going to the video, going to the audio, and we see Hillary Clinton's um, campaign commercials calling Trump out for the stuff that he said and done, blasting Mexicans, blasting Muslims, um, attacking uh, people of color, attacking women. I mean, he's on record already. Can you imagine if the people down in Mexico got um, got record or even got an audio or video of Trump saying stuff in the past about their people and they be calling him out, him out on it? You know, so it's like... You know, you can't trust this guy. You just cannot. He is absolutely dangerous. And I don't know if he's part of me says that I wish they would see what the real Donald Trump is like. And that part of me is like maybe they shouldn't because I do not know how they would react. And God forbid if they take it out on the entire American people, which I'm sure about 80% of them are against Trump. Do you understand my concerns? Yes, I don't think we know the real Donald Trump. I'm not sure he knows the real Donald Trump because he's. He, I don't think he's ever ever been authentic or genuine about anything uh, in his life. Michael, thank you for the call. Eight 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 six Leslie's the number. Let's go to Larry in Santa Fe, New Mexico, listening on KTRC Radio. Hey, Larry. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call, and I just wanted to offer my take on the Donald. He's in Mexico. He's been doing all this stuff. For publicity, he's a media hound, yeah. and the media just follows him around. It's a yep. distraction. It's really a distraction from. Come on, we got some problems here. We need some solutions. And dear Hillary comes up with some programs and solutions, and we never hear about them because Donald is doing stupid things. So, it's, inter- it's, inter- like it's interesting you say that because so many people on the right think that the media doesn't cover. Uh, Donald, they always cover Hillary. They're always negative about Donald. I'm like, are you kidding? Every time, you know, he's like, hey, I'm going to the bathroom. And they're like, we're with you. Run the roll the cameras, you know? I mean, come on. Well, I, I, I watched MSNBC and I go, well, it's going to be 90% Donald and maybe 10% somebody else. So, and, you know, he came to New Mexico and Pence came to New Mexico and our dear Susana Martinez, she had other things to do. She didn't even visit with him. She wasn't even here. It's like, well, you know, what does that tell us? I don't know. So, <laughs> but I thank you for taking my call, and I really enjoy your program. It's very engaging, and it's enlightening, and it's educational, it's inspirational. Well, Not- thank you. Thank you. Gee, yeah. you can call every day with all of the compliments, okay? <laughs> you better come out here someday and see us. You know, people in New Mexico. You know what? Honestly, I swear to God, I have visited almost every state in this country. I've lived in so many of the states of this country. I have never been to New Mexico, and Santa Fe is high on my list. There's a great massage place I want to go to. I I want to visit some of the uh, Native American areas, uh, you know, and uh, reservations. I also love the silver and the turquoise. I hear the food is incredible. Um, I love Southwestern cuisine. Um, So honestly, Larry, I promise you, I will get to Santa Fe. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Want to hear a quick story? My my husband knows I love travel. Travel is my crack, okay? I love to travel. That's my thing. And um, we don't get to do as much of it with kids and, you know, in an election year with my work. So... Last It was last year, the year before, year before, I think, for Christmas, he had five envelopes marked one through five and said, pick one. I picked number three, 
and it was a weekend and it was a weekend in Santa Fe without the kids. He had the whole wow. thing, you know, planned, you know, the restaurant, the hotel. And or maybe it was three years ago. And I, and it was awesome. Want to know the problem, Larry? It never happened. Never happened. Oh, my goodness. Never well, I still have the envelope. I, I mentioned it to my he's like, we'll go anytime you want. I'm like, fine, let's go this week. Oh, I can. I got this. I'm on call. I, you know, so it is <laughs> uh, it's on my list. And I and I definitely uh, I definitely uh, want to go. And um, okay. I, I look forward to it, Larry. I'll have to let you know when I'm out there. Well, you know, they're burning uh, 96th anniversary of burning those over. Old Man Gloom, Friday night, and I go, Old Man Gloom? It could be Donald Trump that they're burning. <laughs> well, not they burning, not burning. Let's not talk about bad things, but uh, uh, roasting maybe <laughs> in a comical day. Thank you for the call, yeah. Larry. Uh, let's go down to, Fe- to Phoenix, where uh, Donald Trump will be close to there in Arizona tonight, giving a speech on immigration. Francis joins us on line two, listening on KPHX Radio. Hey, Francis, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Leslie. I join your show, and this is I'm a first-time caller, long-time listener. Thank you. I just, I just want to um, just comment about the media, what the um, young man just said, and it's so true. I even, I'm to the point that the you said that laughing when you said, hey, they, they followed him to the washroom, and you're correct. You're correct. If the media would just tell the truth, stick to the issues, and let the individual voters decide this election, I would listen to the media more. I listen to talk radio all the time, but you guys are really informing us. But when they talk about Trump, they act like he's God. And he is not a God. He's a demigod. And he needs to be uh, put in his place. And his trip here to Phoenix is only to try to get some votes. And I am in the heart of the Mexican-American community every day, South Phoenix. They will not vote for him. They don't like him. They will not support him. Why do you think it is then in Arizona that not only is he he's ahead of Hillary, not by much, but do you think they're not polling uh, the Hispanic community? Because the Hispanic, you know, I've seen registration in California, Arizona, especially among Hispanics, uh, just booming and uh, Hispanic millennials, especially. And and I I think people are going to come out to represent, if you know what I mean. Yes, they will. Um, I, I, I'm talking to the elderly and, and some of some of the individuals who uh, um, come to uh, community community um, uh, centers and community groups, and they, they just said they can't wait for the election. They're tired of this nonsense. They will vote in the election. Their voices will be heard. No, they're not polling because if they were polling, they would really uh, get the real truth. They would come into South Phoenix. They would go into uh, East. East Phoenix, and they will get the real, real demographic uh, population to see what they are saying. They don't want to vote. They only are, are going into Scottsdale. They're only going into North Phoenix. They're not coming into the heart of the city. Like, even I don't even think they're going into the college campuses like Tempe uh, and going into other places in Arizona like Tucson to see what those people are really saying about what's going on because uh, I am with a lot of um, um, Mexican-Americans and I also know some dreamers and whose parents are here. They are ready to just put this this, uh, election to rest. All right. Thank you uh, very much uh, for your call. Appreciate that. Um, You know what? I want to um, read uh, some of the comments we have on Twitter because we just have so many. Um, uh, uh, Quickly, let me see here because, you know, they're all over the place. Um, Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, Jose uh, says, my thought is that the Mexican president invited Trump to put a down payment on the wall. (laughs) 
<laughs> Greg says it shows real leadership. Hillary was invited and decided to stay in her cave. But she's already met with the president of Mexico, by the way, Greg. Another says you liberals really fantasize a lot, don't you? You don't have a clue what it's like to have a real leader and negotiator. Well, yeah, we do. His name's Barack Obama. We're just kind of confused about Donald Trump. Uh, another says Trump reasserted his right to build a wall today with Enrique, and there was no objection. Mexico will pay. Believe me. I don't think so. Uh, and, uh, another uh, says NFCE's uh, talk and says, Leslie, I fully expect protests from the Mexican people. Trump demonized their nation and undermined a positive North American bond. Very good point. Frank says he didn't discuss who was paying. He did, however, go there. Your candidate was taking a nap. Well, no, she wasn't, actually. Uh, Dave says he could just email him. I'm Leslie Marshall. Thank you to Mark and Andrew, my great crew. How does one frame a masterpiece? If it's a painting, some wood and gold leaf will do. But what about a masterpiece of the edible variety? Like Boar's Head Oven Gold Turkey. Crafted from a family recipe, seasoned with savory spices, and then slow-roasted until it's fork-tender and brimming with flavor. So, what could frame such a masterpiece? Perhaps a little bread would do. Boar's Head. Compromise elsewhere.